Bookland Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello, here we go. We've been locked down for 47 days and for now we're not sure how long it's going to last. Meanwhile, for City Update we continue with our new normal. That means I'm at home in Perford and stock market expert Lee Humphreys joins us on the phone from his home in Cobham. Hello Lee, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Ian, and happy VE Day. That's excellent. Thank you. Same back to you. Now, let's get on with it. What are we kicking off with today? Well, I thought we'd start by uh, um, taking a brief look at the car industry this week and see how that's faring. I guess by the tone of your voice, you're not going to give us great news. <laughs> I should uh, perhaps learn to disguise my voice a little better, but uh, you're spot on, Ian. Uh, it's not going that well. In fact... It would be fair to say that overall it's going pretty dreadfully. And, uh, you know, who would have thought that with the European economy potentially falling by a third in the second quarter of this year, that people wouldn't be rushing out to buy a new motor? Indeed. And, well, I imagine for most listeners to Brooklyn's radio, like me, they'll be very, very unsure of what the future brings. And buying a new car won't be anywhere near high on the list of priorities. Yeah, I mean, look, there'll be a tremendous amount of financial insecurity out there. Um, Let me start by saying that car sales have been abysmal way before COVID-19 was even heard of uh, as a result of the sort of transition uh, to electric vehicles from conventional engines and people as a result uh, delaying their purchases. I read on Monday, for instance, that 60% of all German auto-related companies in the first three months of this year would miss their profit expectations. Uh, and that was long before lockdown was even imagined or thought of. Yeah, exactly, exactly the point. However, on, uh, on Tuesday, just when I thought things couldn't get any worse, I saw the UK car sales for April were down an incredible 97% year on year with just 4,321 new cars being registered. That figure, in is the lowest since February 1946. And this isn't just a German or a UK problem, is it? No, it's not. It's a, it's, it's a worldwide issue with uh, car sales, unfortunately. Um, but it'd be fair to say that the pandemic has not really treated all car companies equally, however. Um, Tesla uh, now stands head and shoulders above almost all other manufacturers in the world in terms of how much it's worth. Go on then, give us a surprise. How much is it worth? Well, approximately 150 billion US dollars right now. Uh, uh, That is worth three times the combined value of General Motors and Ford. Um, Some may see this a little bit unfair, given that Tesla has less than 10% of the revenues of those two companies combined. But there you are. It does show starkly, however, the power of branding, as the product itself isn't actually that unique. They're not the only electric car manufacturer out there. Now, now Lee, it was difficult to listen to the news this week and not hear something about Elon Musk, that master of self-promotion, charismatic boss of Tesla. And this week, it wasn't all business-related, is it? He's become a father. His partner, the singer Claire Boucher, otherwise known as Grimes, has had a baby boy. And they've called him something that on paper looks like an algebraic equation. But um, I'm unreliably told his name is actually pronounced X-Ash-A-12. 
No. Well, that sinks in. Back to Mr. Musk's business life. He's got a lot going on, hasn't he? And aside from electric cars, he's the owner of SpaceX. And Lee, doesn't he also want to start a colony on Mars? <laughs> he does. I can't actually blame him for that, In uh, If homeschooling continues much longer, I want to set up my own colony on Mars too. But, uh, uh, but you're right. We've uh, heard quite a bit from him this week. Some good and other stuff, well, I mean, just sort of plain extraordinary. Um, it all kicked off on Wednesday after Tesla... Uh, reported some great first quarter revenue numbers. And while he was talking to the assembled analysts and journalists about those figures, he let them also know his thoughts on the lockdown in the U.S., calling it fascist. Um, you know, a couple of days later, he inexplicably tweeted to his 33 million followers that the value of uh, Tesla, a company he still has a 19% stake in, by the way, was too high, thereby uh, wiping off $14 billion from its value, uh, and then added over the weekend that he was going to sell almost all his physical possessions, and I quote, to devote himself to Earth and Mars, the latter presumably um, being a reference to SpaceX, to which you mentioned earlier in. Yeah, that was quite a week's work, wasn't it? Why is he selling everything off? I mean, it seems... Unclear right now. It's not because a man already worth around $40 billion uh, is short of a few, Bob. But, uh, you know, true to his word, on Monday he put uh, two of his Bel Air mansions on the market. You can actually uh, um, see them on a property website called Zillow, incidentally. Uh, and then in the afternoon he announced that uh, his girlfriend, as he mentioned uh, just a moment ago, had given birth to their uh, first son. Um, now, in a sense, if any sense actually can be uh, made uh, from this rather unconventional week, and I've neglected actually to tell you that he picked up a $700 million bonus on Tuesday uh, as a result of uh, maintaining share, uh, the uh, Tesla share price uh, or the share value over $100 billion over a six-month period, is to demonstrate really the power of marketing. Being a manufacturer of any car at the moment, Ian, is being in the wrong space in the economy at the wrong time, um, as those UK car registration numbers uh, just showed us. You know, it's, uh, uh, Tesla still fails to make money. In fact, it's absolutely hemorrhaging. It's, uh, last month alone, Tesla was estimated to be burning through $1.4 billion of cash um, now, of course, that was uh, that was not helped by the lockdown. I might explain why uh, Musk called it an act of fascism. But in any other world, and without Musk's um, flair for publicity of himself and the company, it would be a monumental concern. Absolutely. Now, I, I noticed on Monday uh, that... Um Tesla has applied to Ofgem for a license to generate electricity in the UK. Now, they're big in renewable energy, and he's certainly got his finger in a lot of pies. Now, and on the subject of pies, a subject close to my heart, perhaps Elon could move into the grocery delivery business, because after an admittedly unscientific poll of my neighbours, it seems every one of us locked down in the Brooklyn's radio area is having trouble booking a supermarket home delivery. So what about it, Tesla? <laughs> well, maybe, and uh, and if not Tesla, then perhaps uh, a SpaceX uh, grocery delivery service. How about that? But actually, you know, you you uh, you raise a very interesting point here, Ian, uh, about the uh, changes in people's shopping habits and behaviour since uh, the lockdown um, with regard 
to groceries in particular, people have, you know, not surprisingly um, uh, gone back to shopping weekly rather than buying little and often as they did prior to uh, COVID. Now, Tesco's CEO, a guy called Dave Lewis, said that they'd had over a 1 million delivery slots for the first time last week, and they plan to get that number up to 1.2 million in the next two to three weeks. But he says there's no way online deliveries can ever meet demand, despite, as he now thinks, that Tesco have probably uh, built the biggest grocery delivery business in the world. That's an extraordinary claim. I, I guess it explains why we see lots of grocery delivery vans of every sort uh, on the road right now, but we still can't get a slot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're everywhere, aren't they? And yeah, just, I mean, just, just last week, I saw that Deliveroo had temporarily teamed up with Marks and Spencers for uh, delivery of their food hall range, uh, as, as they're fearing that if people have to queue outside their shops before being let in, they might not bother um we might uh, we might be uh, you know a nation of cures in but the uh, the delivery option just makes life so much easier right now if we're going to have to stand outside first and wait to be let in a supermarket and of course it <coughs> lessens the um the possibility of infection too um for companies such as Ocado, which uh, will also uh, later this year team up with mns and a nationwide delivery services is just a perfect storm. Um, as, uh, as a company, Ocado is now worth something around £13 billion pounds, as in, and is in the uh, FTSE 100 index of the UK's largest companies. Now, compare that in uh, with M&S itself, which is worth just under £2 billion, pounds, as in the FTSE 250 index of, generally speaking, much smaller firms. So uh, presumably the prices of uh, the share prices rather of other delivery companies will go up and but not necessarily the supermarkets. Is that right? Um, yeah, I mean, they, they have the delivery firms, uh, but not so much for the supermarkets themselves. Tesco, Tesco's revenue uh, for deliveries has doubled uh, during the virus uh, to around 15% of their total. Um, uh, but making that delivery business profitable is still a big challenge for them, they say. Uh, on the other hand, Ocado shares this year alone are up 38%. Some of our listeners here may well be using a company called HelloFresh for their meal deliveries a couple of times a week. Um, they were founded in 2011 and their shares have gone up four times in the last 12 months and are now worth around £5 billion. Compare that to Sainsbury's, which was founded 142 years ago and is worth approximately £1 billion less. Now, uh, right now, the only thing that is sustaining Uber in these unprecedented, uh, unprecedented times, as they announced layoffs on Wednesday of 3,700 employees, is their Uber Eats division, which continues with unprecedented growth. So you can see clearly in which way the wind is blowing in the grocery world. Okay, we've got a little time left. What else has caught your attention this week? Well, um, the, the biggest stuff that caught my eye uh, this weekend has been the announcement from the U.S. Treasury that it plans to borrow $3 trillion in the second quarter of this year. That's well over five times the previous borrowing record of 530 
billion dollars set back in 2008. Um, total government debt in the U.S. now stands at, and get this in, 25 trillion dollars. Staying on uh, on that side of the pond for a moment, data yesterday uh, sadly showed that in the past seven weeks, over. 33 million people have been made unemployed. Later today, we'll find out uh, that U.S. unemployment has risen to around about 23% of the workforce. That's up in just two months from 3.5%. And despite this, in stocks are still rising pretty much everywhere. The tech-heavy uh, NASDAQ has recovered from being 24% lower a month and a half ago to now closing up on the year last night. It's being pushed by the, the, uh, the, the likes of uh, Beyond Meat, a, a plant-based alternative to, guess what, meat, um, uh, which saw their stocks rise, uh, saw their stock rise, I should say, 26% on Wednesday after reporting revenue, revenues that were up 140%. We, uh, we actually might take a, a further look at this one in the next uh, week or two. But um, what's the best performing asset of 2020, I hear you asking? Well, look, given the uh, time constraints, I'll answer my own question uh, and tell you instead that it's Bitcoin. Remember that one? Um, it's up 36% on the year and racing towards $10,000 versus the US dollar. It's even outpacing gold, which traditionally does well in times like these. West Texas oil, we, we spent a considerable amount of time talking about that a couple of weeks ago, has rallied considerably uh, from his negative 37 just a fortnight ago, uh, to stand around the $24 mark today. Uh, over here, back in the UK, we've had an announcement yesterday of a mega $31.4 billion merger between Virgin Media and O2, bringing together their combined talents in fixed-line broadband and, uh, and mobile. Um, we've also discovered that 27 million people, or that equates to about 60% of the working population in the UK are now being paid by the state, you know, furloughs, those claiming benefits, public sector workers and pensioners. Uh, you know, one would imagine that's not going to be sustainable for too long. And finally, in uh, stocks such as Peloton, essentially a company that sells exercise bikes that no one will ever use more than once, hit an all-time high this week, valuing the company three times more than British Airways, Proving the old adage, it's better to travel than arrive. Excellent stuff, Lee. Looking forward to next week. It's now definitely time for you to get on your bike. Goodbye. <laughs> Cheerio. Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphries brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio.